0: Hello Cyber Friends, this is Chatting Cyber and I'm your host Mark Schein. This podcast focuses on how companies can help qualify and quantify the cost of a data breach. Chatting Cyber features some of the most well-respected privacy and cyber experts in the world. Join the conversation with business leaders, government agencies, and cyber experts to learn more about how and why they got into this ever-changing field that we call cyber risk. Hello, cyber colleagues. I'm Mark Shine, National Co-Chair of the Cyber Center of Excellence here at Marsh McClendon Agency, and the host of Chatting Cyber podcast. Uh, today's cyber celebrity, uh, Darren from Affiliate. Darren, welcome. How you doing? Uh,
1: great, great to be here. Thank you. From uh, Affiliate Ball. Affiliate and Ball. So, sorry, yes. Darren. I'm not just I'm not representing all affiliates, but most of them.
0: We we will we will get to the Affiliate Ball uh, bash uh, later. You yeah. <laughs> but. You know before we even get into what an affiliate is and 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 really the growing space um you know you you're, we were talking about before the the podcast had started grew up in Ohio you know has a boy growing up you know middle of the country end up running one of the most uh influential affiliate organizations you know in the country well you know um it's an interesting uh, quick story. I,
1: you know, I grew up in the Midwest. Where I have that Midwest work ethic where we all show up early for appointments, and then you move out to the West Coast and you realize, you know, shirts are untucked and meetings are casual, and everybody's five or ten minutes late. Uh, but anyway, it was it was a nice adjustment. It took me about a day, and I was adjusted. But. Um, It was quite the move, you know, coming from a place that's so cold all the time to a place that's like paradise. Um, But I really found my niche when I had a client that specialized in the tech industry back in 1996, and they created a technology that counted website traffic as a third party. So it was interesting because back in 96, I don't think many people were on the computer back then, and for me, I certainly wasn't. So when I literally just landed inside the internet industry, uh, they handed me a big book called um, HTML. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know why you would give a sales and marketing guy a book on HTML as my intro into the industry, but it was interesting. So that yeah. company was called Website Story. They they later became a public company, but back in the early days of the internet, they stood like the um, the Nielsen ratings, where if you wanted to know about how much traffic a site was getting, Website Story would tell you exactly how much traffic they got. Uh, but for me as a marketer, I got to play a little bit with the traffic of this huge company. Because we had a 60 by 60 pixel running on everybody's website with our banner in exchange. Uh, so I got to play around with some marketing concepts of, well, what's going to convert better, a face or words? And, you know, It was the very beginning of marketing on the Internet. Um, so I had a, a big head start in this space working for such a giant at that time. So coming from the Midwest, uh, landing in California and ending up with this dream job of heading up marketing for what then was a very futuristic concept, the internet. I mean, who knew how it was going to pan out? Um, but I think I've transitioned nicely, and here I am still in the middle of it.
0: I, I, I commend you for being forward-thinking, and clearly it's paid off. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, you, would you mind going a little bit deeper into what an affiliate is? I know a lot of our listeners are probably wondering, you know, how does that interplay and, and perhaps the growth that you've seen within the affiliate space over the past 20 years?
1: Okay, sure, I'd be happy to answer that one. Um, I mean, in general, uh, an affiliate is someone who gets paid on production rather than, um, and sometimes it could be a paid advertisement, but but for the most part, it's like they have a linking code where every bit of traffic is being tracked from that person, and if a sale is made, they get paid a commission on the sale. Um, Sometimes affiliates can do it as a pay-per-lead instead of a pay-per-sale, and sometimes it could just be paying for traffic, paying per click. Um, so the evolution of the affiliate industry has really evolved. So now I, I, I prefer calling it digital marketing in general because, you know, affiliates uh, kind of grew into this very broad thing of anybody who's now marketing online uh, trying to get conversions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at its very core, it's it's uh, production-based marketing.
0: Excellent. Thank you so so you know when we think about how you've grown your business you know i know very organic and you you throw a lot of events and how how do you contribute the success of your organization to both the physical events and then perhaps how we've made this digital shift since the pandemic into really the virtual events and being a leader in that space
1: well it's um it's interesting because my roots are as a marketer in general so Um, You know, a lot of people see me throwing these huge events for 3,000 people in both uh, New York, Vegas, San Diego, San Francisco, and all the big digital marketing events. You would think that I'm just a regular promoter who's not even an industry guy. Uh, But I'm actually an industry guy first, and I throw these huge events as a marketing concept um, to help get sponsors seen. Um, You know, there's different ways of getting traffic uh, and branding, but, but I've always believed that throwing big events are really some of the best branding and marketing you can do. Um, sorry, I might be getting a little bit off track. Can you tell me the rest of that question? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah,
0: sure. sure. So, no, just, just kind of thinking about the way that, you know, the, um, uh, the, 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 the physical presence of your events have really uh, attributed to the success of the organization. Yeah. And then when we think about the digital transformation. Oh, the conversion over. Right on. That was... Exactly. How, how you've pivoted since the pandemic.
1: Yeah. um, So, you know, harnessing a crowd is is great, but you also have to do it electronically, because just saying, hey, I'm Darren, and I'm throwing another ball isn't going to do it. So, you know, harvesting your database is key. Um, So, you know, I've always made people register for my events, and then I have a way to reach out to them when another event comes with my newsletter. Uh, And then building Facebook, um, a Facebook presence was key with, you know, I have... Some groups online and I have a fan page for the affiliate ball Um, so so that certainly helped but you know when the pandemic hit. um, I think I was very forward thinking at the time because I realized how bad this thing was going to be probably before anybody else Um, back in February, I started thinking to myself. Well, this thing's pretty contagious, and I know it's not really here yet or barely here yet, but, I, but you could just see what was happening in other That's countries. Good. So I, I thought, you know, I better think about what I'm going to do because I won't be able to throw a physical party for a while. Um, so I made a big transition, and I had decided that I was going to throw a virtual trade show, which was kind of stepping over what I normally do because I throw big events in person uh, that are not trade shows. But I have huge trade show experience. I've been attending trade shows since 97, and, you know, I attend many of them per year. So I thought, you know, this is interesting. I get to think of a way to to convert something that happens in person, and how can I create all the elements online? So at first, I thought maybe I would buy um, or I would lease a program from somebody that lets me use their program. Uh, but what i found was a lot of the virtual programs out there for trade shows specifically were not quite where we wanted to be it was really just like a whole bunch of links and then you click in and you go live with people and it was you lost the whole flavor of what a trade show really is the interaction the trade show booth whose booths are bigger than others so i could kind of gauge as somebody walking a trade show floor well they're the big one because look at the size of that booth as opposed to this is a small booth so I I created a, a virtual digital expo, which is the exact name, virtualdigitalexpo.com. And the concept I had in mind was let's create a trade show floor map first. So when you go to the, the site, you see the whole trade show at a glimpse. And you could see kind of like um, in Monopoly, you see the properties on the map. And some properties are bigger, some are smaller. Uh, and then when you click into the actual trade show booth, Um, You see an actual booth with like panels on the booth and it shows Mm -hmm. you what they have and a contact person. So I thought it was interesting to add the contact person in the panel with their direct contact, links to their site, promo video. And then I had trade show hours where you can click in and sure enough, there was somebody waiting for you from their company in Zoom. Um, Now, like I said, I did, I, I started strategizing this back in February, March, which was very early And then I released it in June. And by the time I released it in June, you know, I literally built this thing from scratch. I I was going to use somebody else's program, but I had my developer spend a ton of time with me just kind of developing it. And I had social hangout spots. I had mixed Master Mike of the Beastie Boys perform the virtual affiliate ball. So I thought, okay, you have to do the full trade show. You can't just, you know, throw something with links. So I did a party. I did my AFI Awards during the party where I pre recorded interviews with the winners. I, this is the uh, AFI Awards that I throw. It's a spinoff that started off with the affiliate ball. Um, I, I, I call it the spotlight. I'm not trying to say somebody's better than another, like this person, (laughs) or best this, or best that. It's more of, you know, I have this huge platform, and I want to give the spotlight to people. So I created the AFI Awards, uh, and the AFI Awards are exactly that. I'm just kind of focusing and giving somebody their – props and spotlight and feature them. So during this virtual event, I got to throw a virtual party. I had the AFI awards and in addition to that I had networking lounges where you can like join a video chat with other people and network with people. And then just like a trade show, I had speakers. I had two days of speakers nonstop. At some hours there'd be four speakers going on at the same time. So I feel like as far as virtual shows go, I did it the best. I got to be honest with you. I've seen a lot of virtual platforms and and it's a shame I only did the one virtual show. I might bring it back for another one, but it was such a hard thing to pull off because I had 50 different sponsors that were getting trade show booths. And that's about the size of the biggest trade show in the affiliate marketing space, which was the affiliate summit in Vegas. I think they had about 50 booths, so so I equaled that online, so it was yeah. interesting. So I feel like it was a huge success. We pulled it off. We had a few thousand people attend, and I learned a lot about um, virtual events, um, and then pretty soon I have another virtual event coming up where I'm spinning off the AFI's, uh, which is the AFI Awards, um, and this will be its own two-hour presentation with nominees and Winners and you know more in depth things and celebrity cameos so pretty soon i'll be doing something similar to what I did minus the trade show booths with more networking for people to be able to chat with each other and and figure out how we can all do business together. So that's it in a nutshell it's been hard but um, i'm glad that the uh, virtual part for me paid off because i'm a marketer first and figuring out a way to uh, convert um, a trade show experience online is uh, not not easy but but i'm happy that we pulled it
0: off. So um, a prediction when we all get back to normalcy whenever that may be. Do you see that there'll always be this combination of a virtual physical trade show now going forward, or will it go back to the human interaction and then, you know, uh, the virtual will just always be a nice add on?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, eventually we're going to go back to normal. Uh, it might take another year until we figure out, can we not have a mask on at a trade show? Does it have to be an outside show I mean who knows I mean think about it if you're going indoors a lot of people are you know some people don't get the vaccine while others are going to get the vaccine so I don't know that we're going to see normal again until probably 2022 in my opinion but I do happen to think that come November uh, which is when the next industry trade shows start again with the affiliate summit that I've always been the big party uh, during that one um they're, they're planning their trade show for November 1st through the third. And my parties usually happen uh, at that trade show. So I have it on the calendar. We're going to give it a shot and we're going to try it. I throw it at Light Nightclub in Las Vegas, which is like the biggest nightclub there. And like I said, my average attendance at our in-person events are about 2,500 to 3,000 people. Um, I'll invite you know you have to be in the industry so my prediction is that we will have that event and that we just have to figure out capacity limits you know in the past I could probably pack a venue but maybe moving forward they'll have um, half a capacity thing and sure. which we just end up making it that much more exclusive but by the time we all get back in person I think you're going to see these events explode because people are dying to go back to do this again.
0: I would agree. So, so I have to ask you. You've worked with Snoop Dogg, T-Pain, Method Man, Buster Rhyme, Sean Paul, E-40, Ice-T, Ice-Cube, Big Boy, Outkast, Ludacris, and the list goes on. You know, clearly there's something to partnering with these celebrities. Um, who is the easiest to work with? Did they really help uh, escalate the brand and, and, and get folks to, to engage with your organization?
1: Oh, man. There were so many great ones to work with. I mean, I've worked with Snoop three times during my affiliate balls in the last, I've thrown the affiliate ball now for about nine years. Uh, Prior to that, I threw a very big legendary event in the marketing space called the player's ball. And that dated back to 1999. So I've been doing this since 1999, a very long time. And uh, I did Snoop Dogg in 2001. So I keep mentioning Snoop Dogg because he's got to be my favorite. I mean, he's he is exactly what you see on film in person, so when you're hanging out with him, he's goofy, he's fun sure. uh the the obstacles I had was you know, can he vapor smoke is blunt on stage I mean these are like technicalities sure. sure um but you know you try to cater to the artist as much as you can um but yeah, he was probably the most fun consistently he's um he really just gets the party vibe going and just having him bring some kind of an energy to the crowd yep. that you don't normally see and remember we're all networking and most of the people in our industry are tech-minded people so they're stiff by nature you know they're not the kind of people that are going to get on a dance floor and loosen up but when you have Snoop Dogg at your party and he's I'm seeing and he's DJing and he's getting that vibe going I mean, you can't help but loosen up. So I'd have to say Snoop Dogg's got to be my favorite. Um, But I think the one that I got along the best with um, was probably T-Pain right before he won the Masked Singer, which I had no idea he was on that show and neither did anybody else because he had a mask on the whole time. But but this was two years ago in Vegas. And and literally the week after I threw the event, he was unmasked and everybody saw it was T-Pain. And everybody at my party was, oh my god, we were just partying with that guy. (laughs) Um, but there was a point of that show where he literally I'm I'm dancing on the side of the stage. One of the perks for me is that I get to be kind of close to the, to the action. And uh in this one scenario, he literally waved at me like, Come on out, like this is during the show. He's he's waving at me to come out and I'm like, Me? Like really? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Yeah. And I come out, and that was right where the song did this really weird high energy dubstep remix, where all of a sudden it was like boom, and he's dancing and jumping up and down. And I'm in the middle of the stage, looking around, going, "All right, screw it, I'll just go with it, right?" And I'm jumping up and down. We look like two five year olds who finally got new sneakers. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, he was he was probably one of the most fun on stage with me. That was a blast. And, uh, you know, I've I've given a lot of these celebrities my awards as well. The Athe awards, if they have a big Internet presence, it's digital marketing. And my award goes to digital marketers in general. So it was fun to be able to give awards to some of these guys like, you know, T. Payne got one, Snoop Dogg got one, uh, Buster Rhymes got one. And even some of our guests that attended uh, the party like Evander Holyfield, we had come out to a party and, you know, I've had Gary Vaynerchuk from VaynerMedia. And he won one. And he actually spoke to my VIP crowd once and very motivational and told everybody where the future was going to be in marketing. To me, that's a good party. You know, you got a VIP hour with like a a master like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. And then that night you have Snoop Dogg. So uh, they were all fun to work with. You know, even Gary was a lot of fun to work with. Um, But, yeah, I'd have to say Snoop Dogg and T-Pain and Sean Paul, I'm a huge fan. He was a lot of fun to work with as well.
0: Excellent. So uh, before I let you go, Darren, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Uh, No, I think it was a a fun interview. I think for people listening,
1: um, you know, I I think what what people should get out of this interview is that you can market a lot of different ways. And, you know, there's an 80-20 rule in marketing where, you know, 20% is what you know and 80% is who you know. So I strongly believe in going to the trade shows, no matter what your industry is, or what segment of your industry you're in, there's always niched out, you know, kinds of trade shows. So I think getting into the mix at a trade show is key, because you learn so much more from other people by being there in person. Now people are doing masterminds. And the reason why they Mm -hmm. do these super expensive masterminds, is because they want that insight from the people that they're going to be hanging out with. So You know, for me, I've always built my franchise around trade shows because people are there, people share information. And getting into the right scene, like a party, like my affiliate ball, uh, or like my upcoming athletes is a great way to network. And sometimes you get a good gauge of, you know, who the big dogs are, you know, do they have a reserved table? Are they getting bottle service? Or do they just have one drink at a time? I mean, it's silly to think about, you know, that there's this whole thing going on at a party mm-hmm. that, but if you really look into it very clearly, you'll see, yeah, that guy's balling out of control. I want to, I want to know that guy. So you see him get up on the stage, he gets an award, he gets off the stage. You might be more prone to talk to that guy knowing that that guy is doing something big, whereas before you never knew from that guy. You're just Absolutely. sitting on your computer, you know, typing all day. So I, I really recommend to people, you know, find the trade shows that target what you're doing. Get in with the people there at the trade show. Ask a lot of questions and uh, wash your hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek, thanks for coming on the show and chatting cyber with us. Right on. Thanks. It's been a pleasure, Mark.